Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad, I've been on CNN four times. Shaker, this is Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? And you've been on CBS three a bunch times. of times now as yeah, of last three, night. Three, three times now as of last night. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. We will. Uh, first and foremost, we would like to thank each and every one of our sponsors, we would like to thank Bobsy Studios for helping us out with our website that you guys can visit at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. And you can also pick up a fantastic Muddied Waters of Freedom shirt from that very same website. Uh, we would also love to thank Made Coffee out of uh, St. Pete here. They make fantastic cold brew and nitro coffee. Well, they made it. They, right, <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but thank you to Mike and everybody from Made Coffee for being one of our sponsors. We would also like to thank Alu Ball for sponsoring us. So if you're trying to make kava on the go, pick up one of these. They're fantastic. We love them. And as always, we must thank Low Tide Kava Bar and, of course, Justin for the kava we will be drinking on today's show. <laughs> Hopefully this works. I'm certain it will. Hopefully it activates um, the kava that didn't work last night. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying anything bad against our fellow namesake kava bar that I was at last night, even though none of them probably listen to this show. Our something. fellow namesake. That's so funny. <laughs> We're up, we're For anybody who doesn't know, he's talking about Muddy Water Kava and Tea. <laughs> yeah, Muddy Water Kava Bar. We were there last night. Every, yeah. Everybody was depressed. We all went to Muddy Waters to be depressed together. Right. <laughs> Not saying it's a place to go when you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. But it helps. Um, I'm just kidding, Brian and Kevin. I love you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we have a... Uh, what, what did you do this week? Uh, I, I worked... A whole lot. Yeah, um, I was at work a whole lot. I've, I, I mean, you know, uh, a lot about what I'm doing and stuff. But uh, that's what I do. I drink and I know things. Right. Yeah. I it's mean, a, it's a Game of Thrones quote. Gotcha. Uh, God, you're a nerd. Um, I, uh, I'm working on a new book, as you know. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know, I already have one out. It's called Dear Jack, Diary of an Addict. You can pick it up on Amazon. Um, As you're talking, everybody, I got to ask a question on paper. That's, okay. Uh, but I'm working on a new book um, that I'm like roughly 30,000 words into, and I'm going for about 120, so I'm about a quarter of the way done with it. Um, and uh, so, you know, I've been writing that in spending time trying to get our business back up uh, from the summer lull, uh, from the summer lull. So, uh, you know, it's been a busy few, it's been a busy few weeks. Anyway, what's going on with you? Oh, nothing much. Uh, I was just looking for a you, new job. You still on strike? I am still on strike from my last job yeah. that I'm not working at. Right. <laughs> I might be working at a hospital again, uh, Bayfront. And Wasn't that where you were before? No. I work for Baycare, uh -huh. which has St. Anthony's. Bayfront is HCA, 
which HCA Baycare, St. Anthony's Bayfront. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, when you live here, everything is named Bay. Bay. Yeah, 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 everything's named Bay. Yeah. So it's yeah, and that's not B A E. That's B A Y. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for everybody, we're going to be at a show later tonight. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a light show for everybody. We're going to talk about everyone's favorite things, like kratom and economics, which is my only favorite thing. Somebody told Matt the other day that I talk too much. Basically, actually, people tell me that Screw all the you. time. People tell me that all the time. If there was just this one surprised me because of who said it. Well, if you think so, don't watch the show because <laughs> he is going to go off. <laughs> He Muhammad's going unfiltered later, um, so if you're not a fan of listening to Muhammad go on very long soliloquies, uh, I'm trying to dumb it down. <laughs> I'm trying to dumb myself down. Um, well, oh, sorry, I also forgot. Sean Simpson just reminded me of this. I also wrote a new screenplay uh, for a 30 day horror challenge. Oh, um, and it's a seven minute movie. That's a horror movie. And in it, Adam Freeman is basically going to be the running double because he made me angry one day. And I said I was going to write a script in which all he did was run because Adam doesn't run except from the police. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make him run a whole lot. So in the script, it's about this guy that's literally running. For the entire time. So Tom Cruise. What? <laughs> it's some. It's something I read. Like oh, a, Tom Cruise runs in every movie. Yeah, yeah. He's got that slow motion run yeah. scene in every single Tom movie. Tom Cruise he's will, in. will make you watch him run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah. I just feel like that needs to be set to a Coldplay song and just put all of them back to back to back. Yep, yep. And uh, what's man? I'm forgetting all my actors, even ones I grew up with. Um, uh, you know, Forrest Gump guy. I can't believe I forgot his name. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom P Hanks will make you watch him piss. Because <laughs> he does that in like half his movies at a critical point of the movie, too. It's like... When huh. you, yeah. I never realized that before, but I'm going to have to go back through the Tom Hanks move, filmography and yeah. find <laughs> out how accurate that is. Yeah. <laughs> but I can think of three off the top of my head that he does go to the bathroom in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. Yep. All right. First and foremost, let's start off with because um, we got to make this one kind of quick because we're running a little behind mm. in order to get to Orlando. Yeah. Um, let's start. Start. Well, let's start off with. Did you know I was on CBS last night? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on CBS last night. Cool. Yeah. Hear how obnoxious that sounds. <laughs> yes. Good. Um, but I was on CBS last night uh, because it came out back in July. Somebody. This kid, not really a kid, he was like yeah. 24. In Hillsborough, where right across the right across the and, bay, yeah. right across the bay front, um, he passed away, and the toxology report came back, and it, the toxology report came back saying that he died from intoxication of kratom. And since I manage one of the, if not the most successful cava bar in <laughs> Pinellas County, um, I uh good they, thing good thing Ken's asleep. <laughs> he's gonna come running out. That's not true. Um but uh they called us and asked if uh, we wouldn't mind giving an interview, to which I immediately said, Yeah, absolutely, come on down. Because who doesn't want this face on TV? And <laughs> so they came out, um they came out and did an interview. It was a great interview. Frank says you did good. Frank, one of our listeners. Oh, thank you, Frank. I do appreciate it. Um, Jean-Luc says that you need to be tickled. No. So do you want me to listen to all of our guests? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so they came out to interview me. It was a really friendly interview. He was just kind of asking my opinion on things, and it wasn't combative or you know threatening in any way. And the guy did a great job, in my personal opinion. Um, and the story came out and I felt that it was pretty fairly balanced. They didn't seem to pick a side one way or yeah. the other. Yeah. Uh, they reported the news, right? They reported the news as, as they were supposed to. When I was talking to the guy, when he left super nice guy, uh, he was saying that it was a very, uh, positive experience that he had. And I, I was like, well, that's good. I appreciate that. And he said, you know, and looking around these people, they don't seem like they have problems or they don't seem like. Wow. 
they don't seem like you know it's an issue for them. They just seem like people hanging out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Goes, yeah. This was a really great experience. Everybody was very open. Nobody was really closed off. They were happy to talk about it. Yeah, and actually, last week, um, a few days ago, I, I told you about it when when I was talking to you about uh, not our Macy here, the Macy that used to hang out here, the one up in Cal- the yeah, yeah, she's one of the bartenders at Kavakazi. One of my Liberty Movement friends, he works for uh, an organization called CFACT, uh, which is um, Collegians for a Constructive Tomorrow. And it's an it's a free market environmentalism group, but they, they basically do a lot of their activism uh, as in they believe that the free market would have better solutions for the environment than, than the government would be able to. But yeah, you know, every a lot of people in the movement, I'm sure... Some of my friends may have asked you, but all the people in the movement always ask me, what's Kava? What's Kratom? What's Kratom? What's Kratom? So, yeah, he finally went to Kavakazi and, like, checked it out. It was funny that he ran into one of my friends working up there that I know from here. Um, and he liked the experience there. He, he thought it was super awesome that, like, um, and he's, like, I don't know. how to, He's more, like, like me, conservative-ish-y, <laughs> even though I hate using that word because then people are like, oh, Muhammad's a conservative. But anyways, right. Because <laughs> the other night when we were hanging out, you said, I have never once considered called myself a conservative. Yeah. Now I'm just owning it, though. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and today you literally just now said, yeah, yeah. Conservative ish. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just you won't admit it. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a hippie. Fine. Right. Yeah. Not He's not a really a hippie. <laughs> He's a bearded southern man that has an accent and drinks alcohol. Aren't so most mi- southern men bearded, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, he went there, he hung out, and he had a lot of fun, and that's that's really how it is in the environment. But this young this young man in in Hillsboro, he's he's twenty seven. His name's Christopher Christopher Weldon, and yeah, passed away. We mentioned in July, uh, and now the story is breaking. And um, well, that's because that's how long the toxology report took yeah, to come back. Yeah, because I'm certain they probably did multiple toxology reports. Yeah, because since. He had issues in the past. Like I don't want to like air all of his dirty laundry, mm. but since he had issues in the past, uh, they probably went through a series of different toxicology reports yeah. to try to figure out what was wrong with him. Um, and there were other things that came up. He had a couple of different medical issues, and you know he did have a history with some of the stuff that I also had a history with. And um, he, uh, you know, and he somebody told him. Kratom may be the way to go, so he was trying it. But he was taking extracts that he purchased either online or from a head shop or a gas station or something. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure where he got it from. Um, and while I don't particularly have a problem with extracts, uh, I would want to know what goes into it. And the way that I see it personally mm-hmm. is that if the packaging doesn't say what goes into it or the person behind the counter can't tell you what is in it. Don't buy it. Do not buy it. Like you have no idea what is in that package. Yeah. So don't buy it. Like that's why when I was asked that question last night, when I was on CBS, um, (laughs) yeah, that's me making fun of you. Every time. Oh, sorry. Um, I I mean, I think it's cool. You're on CBS. (laughs) I really want to be your friend right now. Um, but any, (laughs) anytime, uh, when they asked me that question last night and I said, you know, here, I know where everything, everything that goes into our drinks, I know what every ingredient is and I can tell you what it is. If they can't tell you everything that goes into it, don't buy it because you don't know what you're taking. Yeah. And even though his passing is an absolute travesty and it's awful and I feel for his entire family. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I feel for his entire family. Like, there's a small amount of personal responsibility that has to be held here. and Well, I mean, I think there's a, a whole lot of it, actually, in my own opinion. Well, I okay, so I think he was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, he was. Right, he, he, was, was, he, was. he was trying to do the right thing, and he was trying to get his life back, and he was trying to clean up, and he was trying to you know not be addicted to the opiates and all that kind of stuff. And he heard that Kratom was going to help. And he, you know, so there was personal responsibility being used there because he was trying to clean up. And then because he didn't inquire on how much he should take or how, you know, what was in what he was going to be taking, I think something 
uh, something bad happened. So extracts are more potent. Russell's asking. Yes, extracts are definitely more potent. Yeah, and my fellow medical coworker Jacqueline says uh, cyclobenzapine. Benzapine. Oh yeah, that's a. Um, it's a muscle. Relaxer. Yes, it is a muscle relaxer. And the citalopram is citalopram is an antidepressant. Antidepressant. Should be on that. Yeah. In the army, are known to have interactions with each other in both refining and system. Yeah. So you know he 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 he's had he's he's had a lot of medical problems, and like it's it's hard to tell what's going on. Like I assumed the mother had something against kratom, because I even thought I read that in one of the articles. But then you were but saying it, no, no, not she, really. Okay. So from what I understand. Uh, is she, and I respect, I, I respect the hell out of her for this. Like one, it's gotta be tough to, I mean, she lost her son two, three months ago, whatever that is. And, uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's the easy way to go about blaming a substance. It's just easy. Um, and it doesn't seem like she's doing that so much because she was like, I'm not, I don't want crime to be banned. I think it could help, but I yeah. just, it, they should know what's in it. And I, I agree with that. Unlike the last few deaths that have happened that may be related to Kratom where people are like, ban it. Right. Exactly. And so like, yeah, I, I mean, I saw the, I saw the obituary page and I guess it seems I have friends that are friends with the guy. Um, and he has problems just like I have problems. My problems are different. Mine are, um, you know, de- depression and all that. But he legitimately, and I'm not trying to air his laundry. This is legitimate to the story. Um, the man, the young man has a has a serious addiction problem, had a serious addiction problem. Still does. I yeah. Mean, you don't get rid of it. It's just you learn to control it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he didn't. That's why I said he did. He's He's gone, right? Well, good point. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Bad. No, you're good. You're good. You're, you you are correct. <laughs> good point, though. Yeah. You, you, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what? But yeah, um, like he's he has he does have problems, and like what else? My point is like if Kratom didn't kill him, something else. It to me, no, something else was gonna kill him. Not it didn't have to be Kratom. It could have been anything else. Which which sounds so callous to say. It does. It does. But, but I mean, I'm I, sorry. That's the truth. Right. And like, I, I'm and, not trying to be an asshole. I'm just. And I. I and, this is mainly for a lot of my friends that are all like jumping up and down for like super hardcore regulations and and like you need to do this and this and that and we have to make the government do this and that. Spe- okay, specifically since we're here for to talk about this, like you know, one of my friends was arguing that wouldn't it be neat if. Uh, you know, we knew how much, uh, how how many milligrams it goes milligrams or grams of the stuff in the kratom. How by the tea? Okay, so grams, if, right? Well, if we do, yeah, if if we're doing it by the okay, so when we get the tea, uh, it's going to be by grams. Yeah, because you're going to be using the uh, whole powder. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. going to be holding that's using right. the whole powder as opposed to the extracts, where it's going to be in milligrams. But the milligrams are going to be light years stronger than just one simple gram of just regular kratom yeah but yeah you know she was like wouldn't it be neat if we knew how much kratom uh how many grams of kratom are used in uh mad hatter's tea versus low tide tea and i said yes but not if not by forcing the government to do it i think you should uh, be a good customer and and make that known and and get the rest of the customers on board but so far up till now at least Nobody seems to care about how many grams are going in there. We're all we're all still drinking it anyways. They're Kratom, if you haven't seen it, watch the video, it's on our page. You see it. Like and when I worked the two days there, like Kratom is served You're basically out of, out of a an unlabeled bucket. It's labeled. <laughs> All of our buckets are labeled. Don't say that. that's illegal. So all of our buckets are labeled. Well, anyways, it's 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 served out of this bucket into a cup. Nobody asks any questions. What do you want? Kratom. Okay, what type? What kind? Green Borneo with agave. Well, here's your green Borneo. You're on the other side. And I'm like handing you this green water thing that is through some serapin. Right. And you're trusting me. <laughs> and you're trusting the owner or whatever. Um 
So nobody's forcing you to buy this stuff. And if you have a problem, you can make it known and you can be like, hey, I want to know how, how much, what you're putting in this stuff. And either they can tell you and good on them or they won't good on them. But you can just take your business elsewhere and like if they see a big enough movement, there's a lot of kava bars here. Right. If they see a big enough movement of people that really want to know what the hell is being put in the drinks, some other kava bars will start, maybe half of them will start tell, make pub, making it public what their process is and telling you how much exact product is in those drinks. And then you can take your business there. You don't have to get your business here and nobody here owes you their business either you know like they don't they don't have to sell you anything you know you go somewhere else you know because you can do the same thing right and like i don't know a lot about this kid's life yeah like, i don't know his experiences no me either right. i'm not even right no i'm not saying yeah. i'm not saying you are i'm just going to make a comparison to mine um so like i've talked about my addiction problems on the show before and like i you know uh when we had adam freeman on the show uh we were talking about uh, how I was three years sober from alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, so I hadn't done anything for three years, you know, huge milestone. Like I never thought that I would say that in my life, but now I've begun to see that other things in my life have kind of taken that same place. Mm. And as an addict, you have to begin, you have to be able to notice these things about your life and how you can, uh, and how you can try to stop it from taking over. And these could be, you know, some people switch it out for food or some people switch it out for, you know, kava, kratom, whatever people switch it out for, uh, sex for whatever, like there, you can get pretty much addicted to anything. Cause it's just, mm -hmm. it's just a part of your brain that clicks on and it's like, okay, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this to a point that it's basically unhealthy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but so some substances end up, do have physical addictions too. No, but, but the mental, right, right, the mental right. portion is the one that drives it right. and starts it to begin with. True. And it's like that. I mean, that being aside, um, if, if you do have an addiction problem, which I'm assuming this guy did just based on everything I've read. Um, yeah. And it, it like, and if you are a person with an addiction problem, you have to be able to notice the signs that what you're doing is addictive behavior. Mm. And when you start to notice the addictive behavior, you have to try to break it. You have to try to break the cycle. And I'm wondering, and again, I don't know mm. about him, but I'm wondering if he started out low and only taking like a little bit. And then he started get, taking more and more and more to try to get the same feeling that he got when he first tried to take it. And eventually yeah, he took enough that it counteracted with the other stuff in his system. And that's what ended up yeah. happening. And no matter what, like there is help out there for anybody who has addiction problems. Um, if you are listening to the show, you can message us at muddied waters of freedom on Facebook, and I'll be happy to talk to you whenever you want. Um, because I've gone, you know, I still go through it. And it's still tough. I still have to call my sponsor pretty regularly about things that break me down. So, I mean, if you ever need help, I'm happy to help anybody out there um, just because I understand it. And I don't want you to go through the same stuff that I'm going through. But no matter what, like this kid, this kid's passing is, is awful. Like I would not, I do not. I feel bad for his entire family. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. And I do respect the fact that the mom is like just saying, Hey, we just kind of want labeling on it instead of, you know, like yeah. Yeah. just whatever going out there. And I respect that. I respect, no, of course. Yeah. I respect the hell out of that. That's absolutely amazing that she's not blaming the crowd. I'm unlike that kid from a few years ago. Um, and I just really, truly respect it and appreciate the fact that she sees that it could be something else was in there or, you know, since there were no directions on how to properly use it, I respect that. And I hope that companies would start to see that and start putting that on the labels. I don't think we need government regulation to say that they need to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you go into a place and you're like, oh, this, this one doesn't say how to use it, 
don't buy it. Do not buy it. You know, go to a person that you know knows what's going into the kratom, mm. and you know, just use that. Mm. You know, and yeah. That's you know, just the way I see it is, you can you can use this stuff very safely with zero issue. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. with zero issue. Just by, you know, being kind of on top of it and saying, oh, okay, well, don't use that because it doesn't have the, it doesn't tell me what to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people commenting right now about what they use Kratom for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And also to self-correct myself. Yes, I know, because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want you to get in trouble either. They are labeled. I know they are. What I meant to say is this stuff is inexpensive for us to drink it, I guess, Um, because of how cheap these businesses are ran. So, yeah, I know they're labeled, but, you know, the the uh, what I meant to say was the containers are these oh. these you know they're, they're these unlabeled containers you you label them yourself right but yes. that's which but you that's know we which to there. the yeah which to the to some people that may be crazy like well what's what's in that thing even though it's labeled anyways like right so it should have came labeled you know like yeah it's not it's not something yeah. that's pre-packaged yeah we we make it there yeah which is which was still my point like right people trust people trust that business because I don't know. The first few people that went to the first, well, you know, first OB and then here, right? Because here is probably a whole different crowd. Um, the first people that came here to Low Tide um, that maybe didn't know anything about it, they still trusted that this was an okay thing and voluntarily, without anybody telling them, came in, put their money down and tried it and didn't die. Right, and that still seems to be the case where a bunch of people still come and drink this stuff. Um, I mean, when I, okay, so when I first tried it, when I first tried it, it was uh, a little over three years ago. I was still drinking alcohol at the time, and uh, I didn't know what it was. Somebody just said, "You need to try this stuff," and this probably also will uh, show you how I became such an addict. Uh, I've if somebody says you need to try this, I would say okay. Hmm. I never asked what is it. Yeah, didn't care. I was like, Mike. Do you know who Michael Ian Black is? He's a comedian. Uh, he's in like Wet Hot American Summer, and he was in the comedy troupe uh, Stella and the State and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Funny dude. And he's got a joke, and he's like, I was the guy that you would go here, take this. And I would, and then I would say, what was that? (laughs) And that was kind of me. And there's a joke that uh, Adam Freeman always says. He goes, I'll try anything twice. Yeah. (laughs) I was also, I would try anything twice because it was, you know, maybe the first time, you know, you weren't like in the right headspace to do it. So I would try anything twice. And actually in direct comparison to what you just said, Frank says he researched it for two years before he used it. Right. So exactly. Like, and, you know, completely opposites. Like somebody said, try this. I said, okay. And I drank it. And I was like, whoa, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I like that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff's pretty cool. Yep. And. Uh, but I, see, my, 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 my problem is I don't know why people think. Why, why should that be government regulated behavior to tell people what they can and can't go on their own and try? And they and it shouldn't be. The hell, and and half half of these people that talk about this stuff smoke marijuana. How do you? How the hell do you know what the hell you're getting right now? That shit ain't regulated and ain't labeled. No. And you're worrying about everybody else's businesses being labeled. Uh, Like I've I've no problem against labels and regulations. I just think the the yep. Sorry to trigger half of you people listening. Like I think the free market should do that themselves, which they can. And I've talked about that multiple times, so I'm not gonna bore Matt with it again. but yeah, um, I'd be more worried about boring our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, you know, I got I got addiction problems. I love I love nicotine. I love blondes, but <laughs> I need I need I need an intervention on on both of those things. No, you don't. You're fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyways, um, 
but yeah so i mean if you're out there if you haven't tried kratom or if you know you're you're thinking about trying kratom go to a reputable place go to a place like low tide or grassroots or muddy water and uh check them out that's not like us don't come to my house but muddy water kava and tea um <laughs> but uh you know go there and find out what the uh find out what what it is that they're using in it, you know, cause they'll be happy to tell you, they'll tell you how they make it. And that way, you know what you're getting. And that's the important part. You want to know what you're putting in your body as opposed to just saying, doing what I always did and saying, here, try this. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. What was that? <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was a crystal meth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> well, this is going to be a strange 24 hours. Um, <laughs> But yeah, know what you're putting into your body. It's very, it's, it's important to know these things and it falls on you just not even as a consumer, but just as a person to find these stuff out because I think you want to survive. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, then whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also like one of the things I was telling him is, and I'm sure you guys understand this one, like alcohol's very regulated do you like they have to post the percentage of alcohol per uh, per drink if we're gonna go buy you know uh 12 ounces of beer uh five ounces of wine and is it a shot of alcohol is that how that works well it can be yeah yeah, yeah you, like, so like in a, in a full beer you're gonna have somewhere between 3.8 and depending yeah. on whatever it yeah. is roughly 5.2 yeah unless it's like a huge craft beer uh yeah you know like then it'll be higher but you know 3.8 to yeah 5. typically yes. yeah uh liquor is going to be in a, in a shot is going to be the same amount of alcohol in a 12 ounce beer a glass of wine a yeah. six ounce glass of wine is going to have the same amount of alcohol as a yeah. shot or 12 ounce beer that's why i'm mentioning all that because you'll have people and it's very obvious what alcohol does. Everybody knows what alcohol does because we see it on movies. We see it on, you know, in our lives with our family members. And um, people will drink a lot of alcohol, a lot of liquor, for example, in the same amounts as some people do beer and, <laughs> and get fucked up. And then, and then some people get their stomachs pumped, you know. We came back from my deployment in Iraq and we had a sergeant major. That's the highest en enlisted rank that you can pretty much be in the military. So he's probably been in for a minimum of 20 years, probably more. Um, the weekend or something, we came back in the middle of the week, I think. Weekend, we came back. This sergeant major went on his motorcycle drunk and died. He survived Iraq and then died a few days later in the United States. That's awful. You know, like... If somebody's got a problem, it doesn't matter where it's, whether it's labeled or not. Like, no nobody looks at the alcohol content before deciding if they're going to drink it or not. The only time, in my opinion, somebody does that because that's how I've seen it is people see if it's enough alcohol, basically. Right. You know, because a lot of people don't want something that they're going to have to drink too much of when they can just you know get something that they can you know. Anyways, you you get where I'm going with all this. So like, I'm not against labeling. I just don't think. I don't think labeling was going to help this this gentleman. No, absolutely. If it was already implemented, and I've uh, like I I know about the dangers of alcohol. I've had enough of it for probably about fourteen, fifteen people for a lifetime, um, because I used to drink a lot, and even after I got my DUI, I still was drinking heavily, and there was there was one point that like I saw that I had a problem, but I just I didn't care. Um, and that's like your fault. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's not the alcohol's fault. It's my fault. Like I could have been like, oh, sorry, I'm not going to party with you seven days a week, but I still did. And like there was this one night, and this is okay. So this is probably the luckiest thing that has ever happened to me in my life, one hundred percent. And I don't talk about this often, but I'll talk about it here for you and everybody watching and listening. Ooh. I know. Uh, I went to uh, my friend Proby's house for a party. It was a Friday night, uh, and they did a house party every Friday night. And so I went over there. Uh, his real name's Nate Faulkner. His name's not really Proby. Is this in? Nashville. 
Ah, you're so lucky. I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I would go there every Friday night. He's actually getting married in a few weeks, and I'll be up there. <gasps> yeah, I know. Um, so I'll be a guy. Can I get to know Nick real quick or Nate or whatever Nate? the fuck his name is? <laughs> you can. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Um, but I'm going to uh, his wedding at the end of October. And uh, so we um, we were hanging out, partying, whatever. And he was always really worried about me leaving because of the level of drunk I would get. And so I started to have to sneak out of the parties so that way he wouldn't try to stop me. And so I was leaving and I had made this drive easily a hundred times at this point, easily. And I was like, okay, so I'm, it, it was only two roads to my house. It, I mean, it was, a, it was a ways, one of the roads you, you were on for a while. And so I was driving home and I was like, okay, stop sign, stop. Go to the next one, stop sign, stop. Go to the next stop sign, stop. And I got to the next intersection, and I thought that there should be a stop sign there. But there wasn't. It was a stoplight. And so I looked, and I saw no stop sign, so I just kept going. I was really drunk. So, But you stopped, right? No. I mean, but you stopped, right? No. Oh. I did not. And so I'm driving... I'm driving and I'm coming across the intersection and there was this big, big truck. I think it was red, but my memory could be off. I just remember it being a big truck. It's always a big truck. It's always a big truck. A big red truck. (laughs) Um, So this big truck comes, you know, who has the right of way because they've got a green light is going across the. uh, No one's going to tickle me. I don't even know who this person is that's even asking for it. Don't don't pay attention to that. Sorry. I've been ignoring it. Obviously, because you haven't been tickled. So this big truck comes, you know, they have got the right of way. So they go across. I blast through this red light. And I remember seeing the truck as it was passing me. And I remember looking to my left and the, like, as I passed, I could have reached out and touched the license plate. And it scared the ever living crap out of me. And I got home and I got home and I immediately cracked two beers and drank them <laughs> simultaneously. Literally, I did. It was one in one hand, one in the other, and I was just going like this. Um, but uh, I, um, you know, it scared the crap out of me. So after that, I started, anytime I went there, I gave him my car keys. And if I wanted to go home, I just grabbed a cab because I didn't want to risk that again mm-hmm. because I don't trust myself to stop when I know I need to. And I also know I don't like crashing on people's couches. I like to crash at my house. So, you know, like it, even though that could have been really bad and I could have, I don't know, killed a bunch of people. I don't know how many people were in that truck, but I could have killed people and all of that. Like it scared, like it, it scared me. So it was, you know, it was my own decision after that to be like, okay, Either you need to stop drinking so much or or you need to start taking cabs. Yeah. And so I went with the taking cabs. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a crazy story like yours, but uh, – and kava is definitely not an addictive substance. Um, after that one time, I mean, some people know about this a f- like a few months ago. I – so you guys, every I mean, half the people watching drink kava, and I'm sure the other half know what we're talking about. I got really, I drank way too much kava for like two days in a row, and it was Low Tide's birthday, and the second day I, the day after, I hung out at Bula Cafe, and I, after that night, I, I drank, okay, so I drank so much, especially that, well, you know, that night at their birthday you know, anniversary thing here. And then over there, I face planted and like my glasses broke. My, my face got fucked up. And then three days later, I, I did. Remember I did, yeah. Three days later, I sort of did it again at, uh, low tide, but I had, yeah, it was cause that was like a Wednesday from what I remember. Um, and I was hanging out Saturday with Joe. So yeah, my buddy Joe had to walk me around. That's how, that's how muddy I was. And I don't get that muddy anymore. 
and no one's ever seen me that muddy ever since because like i had to decide whoa dude you don't you don't you don't you don't uh i thought i don't make myself look good doing that <laughs> like just getting muddy like that and not being able to control myself it's cool it's funny nobody and nobody really cares but it's it was more of a self-respect thing for me right you know and right. and because i used to, to also drive muddy which isn't as dangerous as driving drunk but it's still not as safe i guess right um but yeah anyway so remember if you're buying kratom or actually, if you're buying anything, know what's in it. Oh, I did want to say another thing about that. I- extension of what he is about to say, just because something is fucking labeled. Excuse my language. Just because something is labeled doesn't mean it's you safe either. You have never apologized for that one. Well, Sean's watching. <laughs> Sean doesn't. Sean cusses more than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wait, wait, it seems Sean? like there's a lot of people watching this show we, right now. We have three Sean's watching right now, so I don't know which Your one. Your boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, he cusses more than anybody I've ever met, okay. so he doesn't care. <laughs> but yeah, like, also, you know, it's also really stupid to just think just because something is labeled and has a printed, you know, uh, 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 what, what what am I trying to say here? Um, stuff in here? Um, ingredients. Ingredients. Just because ingredients are printed... Uh, th- and because it's labeled doesn't mean it's safe either. Like, don't fool yourself about that. No, absolutely not. So know what you're putting into your body. It's very important. And it's really that lies upon you to find out. Um, hopefully businesses will take the initiative to put all of the ingredients on. If for any reason you don't think that somebody is, don't buy their product. If they can't tell you every single thing that's in there, don't buy it absolutely do not buy it that way you can be safe because it's your life and you probably want it to continue yeah yep um so that's all we really have on the kratom thing again our hearts go out to the family of that young man who passed away Mm -hmm. but again please just Take the initiative to learn what is in it so that way yeah. you can be as safe as possible. Anyway, you wanted to talk about Puerto Rico. Yeah, but I'm not even going to – we can make this a, a short show because it's almost 4 o'clock. I was going to say, yeah, we are going to have to go pretty soon. But So just real quick, go over the Jones Act. Yeah, so, the jo- so President Trump uh, did a temporary waiver of the Jones Act for Puerto Rico, which I also think may have – been temporary wave during some of the big hurricanes this year and for pretty much everybody that's not going to know this other than me <laughs> well let me see no I don't, I don't think anyone anyway um the jones act uh basically it's it states that any shipping between united states ports which puerto rico would have united states ports yes um has to be done by United States ships only. They waived it. And I think waiving it <laughs> makes the argument against this sort of economic control. <laughs> like so the, this is a this is what in in economics or at least a from the from a capitalist point of view, this is what we call a protectionist policy protectionist protectionism meaning um this sort of policy protects uh the na- a wh- whatever it's affecting some native industry or company from foreign competition so this affects shipping con- uh, companies in the united states by disallowing uh ships with foreign flags from conducting this transportation between the ports well they waived it because <laughs> they need more ships to move a lot of things a lot faster. Yes, because there's there's a yeah there's a hurricane. But the reason this this exists to begin with is because the United States these these some of these companies probably would have a really hard time and not even exist without this thing. So they're forcing the companies in our country 
so non-shipping companies are being and and even the rest of the global market has to basically do business with shipping companies in the United States to ship these things in between the ports. There's not enough stuff going in. They get rid of it. Now any ship can move stuff in and out of these ports, probably for a lot cheaper, even if it's a dinky wooden boat with a Iraqi flag on it. Like it's a, it's a guy moving stuff around. He, he can do it now. You know, it doesn't matter. Well, never mind. Depending on what regulation allows that. <laughs> I'm sure he needs to have like a life vest or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, look up the Jones Act and educate yourself a little bit about it. And if you have any questions, I wouldn't mind uh, answering them. Um, but you can the Jones it. Act, basically. Okay. I was just going to say, and if you have any questions about any of the stuff you see on the show, you can message us at Muddied Waters of Freedom yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Or if you just want to talk to one of us personally, uh, you can find him on his page at, is it Muhammad Shaker or Bro Hamid? No. It's Muhammad Shaker. It's Muhammad Shaker. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a page, Muhammad Shaker. And then you can find me at Matt Wright Author on Facebook. Yeah. But no, it's it's silly. It's like... Just, just, just think of all these boats that could be moving stuff around, but now we're not letting them because um, these American companies would not exist. That's always the argument we hear: like we can't compete with them. Well, so what? I mean, being forced to pay these higher fees and having less ships moving things around the country through the ports means we the consumer pay more so at the end of the day we're actually a lot less wealthy because we have to pay so much more for american transport united states transportation to handle it rather than just letting whoever handle it just let other people figure out how they want to do it you know let the mexicans do it you know it's, let them it doesn't have to be us basically yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, I don't want to waste any more time on on this specific topic because we're out of time. Right. So we are actually leaving. We uh, we're well for we're, one day. <laughs> not even. <laughs> so we're uh, actually going to go to Low Tide to pick up stuff to take with us. Uh, but after that, we're going to be heading out to Orlando to see the professor, Mister Tom Woods. If you do not know who Tom Woods is, follow him on his podcast. It's fantastic. It's. In my personal opinion, the second best podcast available to you, uh, the first one obviously being us, <laughs> um, but he is doing his 1,000th episode special tonight, and we were asked to come. Um, we were personally invited by Tom Wood's wife, and or whatever. And <laughs> You're making the same mistake I am. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so we... Uh, we're going to be heading out there. Check out Tom Woods. He is fantastic. Um, oh, and also, because Muhammad really wants me to uh, announce this. No, because I, I understand what you said about the event itself on Facebook. But I think it's okay to start telling people right now. Okay. So on Because this will not be the reminder. Like, the reminder will be the event itself. Right. No, true. So on December 2nd. It will be our one-year anniversary of doing the greatest podcast known to man. Uh, so we, uh, we are going to be doing a great show. Uh, we're going to be doing it live from Grassroots Kava House in downtown St. Pete. Uh, we are going to have it open. We're going to have an, a live studio audience. We've got guests coming in. Yeah. We've got... Uh, We've got a guy, actually the creator of Alu Ball. He is going to be uh, coming in and making kava for us. I hope he said he was really going to try to do that. So I really hope that happens now. Um, and we've got uh, some people coming. We've got a guest coming down from Ohio who's been on our show before. Uh, the voice of the muddied waters is going to be coming down. Um, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> We've got the voice of the muddied well, waters coming down. There's our music. You rest. <laughs> we may have musical <laughs> guests. Anyway, it's going to be a huge event. So if you're in the St. Pete area, even if you're not in the St. Pete area right now and you want to come down for it, come down. We'd love to have you. And then we're going to do a panel Q&A session at the end where you can 
uh, ask us questions about libertarianism. And yeah, so yeah, it'll probably be like a educational, wide scope, very general t- uh, show about libertarianism itself, which all of our, every single show I think we've done has been about a, a current, current event. event. Yeah, so we've, we've pretty yeah. much stuck to current events. But yes, this unless one... something like super big happens and I get a letter in the mail before you know before the show telling me I have to go to North Korea, then we might. That's fine. We might we'll, talk current events. We'll, we'll still do the show if he's yeah. gone. <laughs> we'll still do the show if he's not around. But anyway, thank you all for listening so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom. Or you can find us on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom. Or you can follow us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Uh, again, thank you, Low Tide Kava Bar, for the kava we drank during the show thank you justin get your soul, get your shells ready sean's watching i think so. uh, sean, sean adam frank we got so many kava drinkers drinking or here right now we hope you're drinking we hope you're drinking so if you're if you are shells up bula again thank you all so very much please like please share please tell your friends about us And um, if you just feel like giving us 20 bucks for no reason, please give us 20 bucks for no reason. Because I could use 20 bucks right now. I got that. (laughs) You want to give me 20 bucks? No. I didn't think so. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Thank you for joining us. And uh, as always, remember, we are where we're going. (laughs) We don't need roads. The fuck was that? (laughs) 